Welcome to On The Way, where we walk through scripture in episodes that are short enough that you can listen to them on the way to your destination and deep enough to help you on the way to becoming who God created you to be. We are being sanctified. We've not yet reached perfection. We are not yet in heaven, but we are on the way. Welcome to episode 22 of On The Way. This is the second episode in the book of Luke. Today we're going to be doing the second part of Luke 1 and do all of Luke 2. Luke includes more details about the early years of Jesus' life than anyone else in the Bible, and even he doesn't include very much at all. That's mostly because Jesus was a boy. He had to learn and grow before he could fully launch into his ministry. So these are the preparation years. Have you ever seen a musical Every musical I've ever seen starts with a song that sets the scene for the rest of the story. It's the grand entry of the main characters, and it sets the tone of what's coming. Well, that's the first two chapters of Luke. In these chapters, there are three songs, one sung by Mary, Jesus' mother, one sung by Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, and one sung by a prophet named Simeon. And these two chapters are two parallel stories of unlikely births. The births of Jesus and John the Baptist. John the Baptist's birth was unlikely because his parents were very old. Zachariah and Elizabeth were unable to have kids for most of their lives, but an angel of the Lord appeared to Zachariah and told him he was going to have a son. In chapter 1, verse 17, the angel says, He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. Well, six months later, God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary to tell her that she was pregnant too. But her pregnancy wasn't unlikely because she was old. She was actually very young. It was unlikely because she was a virgin. So, yeah, I'd say pretty unlikely, probably more unlikely than the old pregnancy. Actually, it's impossible, but she was. And after hearing the news, both parents sang a song. In chapter 1, verses 76 and 77, Zechariah saying, And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness for their sins. The middle of Luke chapter 1 is the famous Christmas passage with Gabriel's message for Mary. Then Mary went to Zechariah and pregnant Elizabeth, And at the sound of Mary's voice, John the Baptist and Elizabeth's womb jumped. Elizabeth and Mary were overwhelmed with joy, and Mary sang this song in verses 46 through 50. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord! How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. Then in chapter 2, you have the famous story of Augustus' census. Joseph and Mary traveling to Bethlehem. No room in the inn. The angel appears to the shepherds. The shepherds visit Jesus, then run around telling everybody what they've seen. Then the second half of chapter 2 is the story of two different events where Jesus was at the temple. The first was when Jesus was six years old, they took Jesus to the temple to be dedicated. What does that look like? Well, these three things happen. They gave an offering to God, they circumcised the baby, and then they named him Jesus. 
While they were there, two elderly prophets, Anna and Simeon, see Jesus and recognize who he is. And Simeon sings his own song. It's a poem inspired by the prophet Isaiah. In chapter 2, verses 30 through 32, he sings, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. So all three of these songs are rooted in the idea that Jesus is the Messiah that was prophesied for generations of Israelites. He was the Messiah who would bring salvation to Israel and to the whole world. And it's a surprise encounter. For generations, people had not heard from God. Prophet after prophet had talked about the Messiah for a long time who was coming. And then there's a 400-year period where God didn't say anything to them about it. When my son Lincoln was four, we told him that when he's seven, we're going to take him to Disney World. Well, now he's six. And we've planned the whole trip. It's booked. But he doesn't know it. Every once in a while, he'll bring it up, but we don't respond much. We want him to be surprised when it happens. When Jesus shows up, everyone is surprised. We've been waiting so long, we started to think it wouldn't actually happen. They kind of knew it was going to happen, but so much time had passed that they hadn't even talked about it much. They had just kind of forgotten about it. Or at least the excitement of the possibility of it happening had worn off. But here you have a few faithful people who have kept their hopes up. The prophet said a Messiah was coming and they believed it. And here he is. After Simeon and Anna prophesied about Jesus, we see the second temple scene in the end of chapter 2. And it's six years later. So we got six years temple scene, six years temple scene again. So now Jesus is a 12-year-old boy. The year before Jesus' bar mitzvah, His family took him to Jerusalem to show him around so he would be prepared for when his bar mitzvah happened. So they're they're there for Passover. And when Passover was over, they went home along with all their extended family who would have traveled there with them. They traveled by caravan usually. And in these caravans, the men would travel in the back with the young men and the women would travel in the front with the children. Well, Jesus is right in the middle, right? He's 12 years old, so he's right in the middle of those two groups. And I'm guessing Mary thought Jesus was in the back with Joseph, and Joseph thought Jesus was in the front with Mary. So they stopped to camp on the way and realized that Jesus was gone. Where's Jesus? So they're sprinting back to Jerusalem, terrified, screaming, Jesus, Jesus, all the way, hoping to find him. If you're a parent, you've probably experienced that kind of crazy panic that happens. But it's one thing to lose your kids. They lost Jesus. I read that after the celebration of Passover, the visiting rabbis, the scholars, the bigwig theologians would stick around to discuss theology. So these brilliant scholars are discussing their magnificent theologies. And who's at the center of the conversation? A pimply preteen Jesus. He's asking such amazing questions that he's grabbed their brilliant minds, their brilliant attention. what, What is recognition? It's recognition. It's the way Jesus often taught. He asks questions. Then people knew a lot of scripture in that time, and he would ask them questions to bring their mind to things that they already knew. He used questions to help them connect the dots, to recognate the information to them lead them to a conclusion. He was a child prodigy, and they'd never seen anything like it. This kid knew more than these master theologians had ever seen. 
And how did he know so much? It wasn't because he was God. Hebrews 5, 8 tells us that Jesus learned. He actually learned even things like obedience. God doesn't need to learn obedience, but Jesus did because he had limited himself. He was God, but he limited himself. He, he suffered like we suffer and he learned like we learn. So how did Jesus know so much? When Jesus got hungry and thirsty, it was his humanity that was thirsty. When Jesus hit his finger with a hammer, it was his humanity that hurt. And when he had questions, it was his humanity that had questions. But he didn't learn alone. He learned with God the Father. God the Father taught him. What is a prophet? It's someone who gets knowledge from God. Jesus was a prophet. Yes, he was a man, but he had a connection to God. He had drawn close to God. Jesus said in John 12, 49, I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. Jesus learned what he knew because God the Father had taught him. And this was the prophets. They were men. They had questions, and God taught them. So Mary and Joseph find Jesus in the temple, and they're like, What are you doing? We couldn't find you anywhere. In verse 48, Mary says, Why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. And what does Jesus do? What he always does. He answers her with a question. Do you know why Jewish people answer questions with questions? Well, why not answer questions with questions? That was a joke. He said, But why did you need to search? He asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? So Jesus taught the teachers, then he taught his parents, then he went home. Chapter 2 concludes with verse 52. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. So we don't have a lot of information about the life of Jesus before his ministry. But we do know that he didn't sin. We can't learn from God in the same way because we are sinners. Our sin gets in the way of our learning, of our maturing, of our growing, but Jesus did not, so his sins didn't get in the way. Jesus spent decades of intimate fellowship with his heavenly Father. We can't even relate to this kind of fellowship, and that's what made the abandonment on the cross so painful. Okay, that's the first two chapters of the book of Luke. Next week, we're going to tackle the, the first half of chapter three. If you're getting together with a group to discuss the episode, we've included some discussion questions in the show notes. And if you have time, spend a few moments in prayer before your gathering. Ask God to use these passages to form you into the person he created you to be. Thank you for joining me for this episode of On the Way. Here are the discussion questions for this episode. Number one. The prophecies of the Messiah stopped for 400 years before Jesus came to earth. What can God's silence and the long absence of prophecies teach us about God? Number two, why did people sing when they realized the Messiah had come? Number three, how did Simeon and Anna know that Jesus was the Messiah? See Luke 2, 25-32. Number four, Mary and Joseph panicked when they couldn't find Jesus. If you have one, share a story with the group about a time you panicked because you lost a loved one. Number five, Jesus had incredible wisdom because his heavenly father gave it to him. Do you believe we would hear more from God if we didn't have the distractions of sin in our lives? <laughs>